You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. Hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name's Paul, I'm not an animal expert. And Mama and I am also not an animal expert. And today, <laughs> we are talking about chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> But first, the news. <laughs> this is Varmin's Headline News with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. Okay, now, this headline, I'll admit it, it's a bit of a stretch. How do <laughs> podcast nuts find the time? They listen at chipmunk speed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not have enough hours in the day? I don't think anybody does. You might have heard of speed reading, but what about speed listening? Well, maybe you have an audiobook that you're trying to power through, or you're like me and you're just subscribed to way more podcasts than you can realistically listen to during the week. Speed listening is becoming more and more common. Now, most popular podcasting apps allow you to adjust the playback speed to one and a quarter times, one and a half times, even two and a half times the normal playback speed. Some people have even worked their way up to listening to audiobooks and podcasts at five times the normal speed. And there's even an app called Speed that will speed up audio to ten times its normal speed. Now, if you're wondering what five times normal speed sounds like, I pulled a bit of the pop culture section of our episode about Komodo dragons. Now, this is about four minutes of audio played back at five times normal speed. Listen to this. <laughs> so that was the uh, the part where I talked about the lizard from the Spider-Man cartoons and comic books. 
Right. Uh, but if you're listening at five times speed, you knew that. No, I totally didn't. I couldn't understand that. And I, I'm gonna hold up the. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to to call. Um, Poo Poo Nana's on that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> the the Chicago Tribune, where I got this article from, they interviewed several very very well known podcasters on NPR and major podcasting networks, and they asked them how they felt about people listening to their podcasts at like chipmunk speed. And reviews were pretty mixed. A couple of them were not happy at all that their little audio masterpiece was being bombed through at such a, a quick rate. But a lot of them didn't care. And I don't know about you, but I listen at a one and a quarter to one and a third times normal speed because that is... I, I'm kind of used to that now, and I have a lot of podcasts that I listen to, and that's the way I get through most of them. There was one day at work where... Near the end of the day, I was feeling like really rushed and really anxious, and I didn't know why. And it was because I had accidentally set my podcast software to play back at one and a half times normal speed. And I didn't catch it until one podcast played part of an ACDC song. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a really upbeat version of, of uh, <laughs> Back in Black. <laughs> well, I, and then I figured I, out why I was so anxious. I, yeah. Why, well, uh... I have to say I read that article and I kind of agreed with most of the naysayers, you know. I mean, yeah. Ira Glass, he said something. He was he was a little bit passive aggressive, don't you think? He was like He was. He was like, <laughs> "Well, we work really hard on it, but who am I to say what you should do?" <laughs> and I was like, "Ira, just come out and just call Poo Poo Nanas on it. Just say poo -poo no. That's poo. That's a poo thing to do." <laughs> Um, and and I think it kind of is. I mean, you're distorting voices, and and you're not really listening to the podcast. Is my point. You're getting through the content, right. but you're not you're not present. You know, and uh, I don't know how you can be because you just don't subscribe. The thing is, you're taking on too much. Is my opinion. You know, yeah. if you have so many podcasts that you feel like you have to speed them up, then you got to cut some out. You don't. You don't have a choice. And that's just my opinion, man. But I seriously, I cannot imagine people listening to this podcast at several times the speed no. with my high voice. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> it would just it, it, be like, Shipmark out of the town. That would be it. I would, it would be unbelievably irritating. So... Like, I'm unbelievably irritating already, so... No, you know. you're not. Stop that. But you know what I mean. It's, it's too fast, yeah. But I liked it. Uh, Jad Abumrad was like, no, you need to listen to our podcast at <laughs> normal speed, you big doofus, you know? <laughs> if you are out there and you're listening to this podcast at five times normal speed, I have a message for you. Okay, ready? Thank... You. I have a message for, for you. <laughs> I have a message for you too. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just a reminder, guys, go to blazingcariboustudios.com for links to the audio and our show notes for today's episode. We are also on Twitter. And Instagram at at Varmint's Podcast, all one word. 
and at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. If you like the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave us a nice little rating and review. Okay, are you ready to learn about chickmunks? Ready. I may call them chickmunks occasionally because my sister and I called them that when we were little and you know the rules about <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yep, that's if fine. If a toddler calls it that, you call it that forever. So, The kingdom of animals is fascinating. Now I'm going to tell you about their behavior and living pattern. So come on. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? We are blathering about chipmunks today. Chipmunks are small striped rodents of the family Sciuridae, just like squirrels. 22 of the 23 species are found in North America, with the exception of the Siberian chipmunk, which is found primarily in Asia. You in Colorado have a chipmunk named after Colorado. Yes, the Colorado chipmunk. It's the <laughs> biggest of the three species that are most common. Right, and they're not very big. No, they're itty bitty. But I like the one is called the least chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the smallest one. Uh, this is the least guy. chipmunk you can have. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the species, they can range anywhere from 8 to 11 inches long or 20 to 27 centimeters and weigh anywhere from 2 to 4 ounces. A male chipmunk is called a buck. A female chipmunk is called a doe. A baby chipmunk is called a kit, kitten, or pup. And a group chick of chip, chick, chickmunks is called a scurry. I thought that was cute. Yes. The common name originally may have been spelled chitmunk from the native Odawa word, which means the good land. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It means red squirrel. <laughs> Early forms of the word varied from chipmunk with an O, chipmunk, chipmink, and chip squirrels. They were also referred to as striped squirrels, ground squirrels, and this is my favorite, timber tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Timber tigers. That's awesome, isn't it? Oh, that's the best. They have three distinct vocalizations. Now, there's a really good article that we're going to put into the show notes that goes into more detail about how scientists in Quebec are fitting these chipmunks with tiny little Russian spy microphones and then monitoring the noises that they make. So they make these three basic sounds. They have a chip trill, which is for defending territory, and they do this while they're running, and this is what it sounds like. They have an alarm call called chucking, and they use this if there is an aerial predator, and they do this while they're standing still. And then they do a sound called chipping, and that is for defending territory or when facing the risk of being eaten by a terrestrial predator. And that is the basic facts about chipmunks. You are technically correct. The best kind of correct. Oh, thank you. I always appreciate that little affirmation. <laughs> I think it's funny their size. You were talking they're like an average of eight inches long. For people that haven't seen a chipmunk, I can't imagine that there are very many of them. But uh, 
um, their bodies are actually half of that. You know what I mean? Like they're right. Like they they seem much littler than that because their length is actually to, nose to tail tip. <laughs> so mm-hmm. their little bodies are only like four, three, four inches long, and they're just they are itty bitty guys. They're really, yeah. really really tiny. So, but <laughs> um, they have they have their tails aren't super fluffy. You can tell that they're related to squirrels because they have the same sort of body type and if you look at their tail it's like it's clear it comes from the same general genetics but it's not all floofy and curly it's just this little just this little rudder out behind them so it's really cute (laughs) right so what is the difference between a chickmunk and a squirrel well uh chickmunks are tiny and they have stripes while tree squirrels are large and they don't have stripes none of the big squirrels have any stripes that i can think of and the ground squirrel, which is looks like a chipmunk a little bit, he has stripes, but not on his face. So that's how you can tell the difference. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Chipmunks range from 6 to 12 inches in length from nose to tail tip. Ground squirrels are from 8 to 12 inches, nose to tail tip. And tree squirrels are 12 to 20, so they're much bigger than these guys. And that would be right. that would be sixteen to thirty centimeters, twenty-five to thirty centimeters, and thirty-eight to fifty-two centimeters, respectively. For for those who understand the um, mysterious metric system, so <laughs> <laughs> we go America. through a lot of extra work for you for for those of you who use space points. Because we're America. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they can pretty much tell the difference just by looking at them. But there's some differences in their calls, too. The squirrel calls don't sound anything like that. You can pretty much tell the difference if you can hear the noise. Because the, the tree squirrels, I think if you go back and listen to our squirrel episode, we talk about their vocalizations a little bit somewhere in there. They just sound annoyed all the time. They're just like, <laughs> they do. <laughs> go away! Go away! I hate you! That's a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a squirrel. Get out of here. This is my territory. Go away. Yeah. They flap their tails. <laughs> but uh, these guys seem like they are the same. They have that They have that same solitary attitude. They only come together for making baby chipmunks. And other than yep. that, they, they pretty much annoy, annoy, uh, ignore each other. But they're, they're pretty... Um, they don't seem like they're quite as vocal about being aggressive as the tree squirrel, but I think that's probably just my interpretation. <laughs> I think they're little, it's just that their little chirps sound, um, they sound less aggressive to us because they're really cute. <laughs> yeah, they're higher they're, pitched. That probably has something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, people that. People that think because I have a higher pitched voice, I'm less dangerous. That's that's a problem. <laughs> that's that's not that's not correct. <laughs> so I probably didn't explain that very well, but they they seem not as hostile as the squirrels. They seem like they're not quite as nature red in tooth and claw, but they are. They're they're every bit as. Uh, I am a wild animal with would, violent tendencies. They would probably they sink their teeth into your finger all the same. Oh, they totally would, unless you give them some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
kind of had the impression for most of my life that what the chipmunk eats is popcorn, that that's the central <laughs> part of their diet. Right. <laughs> because of they're at the zoo here. We have them at the Denver Zoo, and they're just all over the place. They're, they're like, yeah, popcorn, potato chip. <laughs> Can I have some of your ice cream? They're they're pretty brazen, you know. <laughs> I wow, don't think they, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think they spend a lot of the time in the zoo. The ones that live around there, uh, f- you know, hunting for food, and I yeah. don't know what they do during the winter. They probably store all the potato chips and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have burrows on the property where they store stuff, but. Uh, well, that's what they do, right? That's yeah. kind of what sets them apart from from squirrels as well is is the way they store and cache their food. I think squirrels cache their food too, don't they? Squirrels cache their food in that they'll find a nut and they'll just bury it in a random spot. But oh, that's right. Okay. Chipmunks will actually hoard it in one spot wherever their burrow is, so that they have it like a, a cache of it for the whole winter. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Their caches are, they have like two different kinds of burrows too. Did you know that? They have, um, they have like a regular, like a little resting, napping burrow that they can just sort of hang out in <laughs> during the day. And then they have their hibernation burrow where they store all their food for the winter. And they will build a little tunnel off to the de- side for refuse and for poop. Yep. They make little bathrooms for themselves. Yeah. That's so. pretty cool. Yeah. So that's, I guess, a behavior that differentiates them from the squirrel, too, because of the the burrows and the, the way they cache food and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. But generally, you can tell just by looking at them if that's a chickmunk. Yeah, you can tell. They're, they're way smaller, and you can just look at them and say, yeah, that's not a squirrel. Also, they will be begging you for popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> they can carry a lot of popcorn. <laughs> Like you were saying, they, they start hoarding their non-perishable foods for the winter, usually at the beginning of autumn. And they have a little larder. That's the part of their burrow where they keep their food. And they transport that food in their cheek pouches. That's what allows them to carry food items to their burrows for either storage or immediate consumption. Now, these cheek pouches are not cheeks. They are pockets on both sides of the head between the jaw and the cheek. So go ahead and take a big, deep breath and fill up your cheeks with air and hold it there for a minute. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, if you feel around on your face, you can get an idea of the capacity of your cheeks. It's not that much. It kind of ends right around your cheekbones and just in front of your ears. And that's really not a whole lot of room for you. And it isn't for the chipmunk either. So they've adapted these cheek pouches, which start just in front of the ear They extend around the sides of the head and down to the shoulders, so they have a whole bunch of extra room where they can store food and still use their mouths to eat and breathe and defend themselves without spitting anything out or losing any of it. They have face pockets. They have face pockets. It's amazing. (laughs) But there is a video of a chipmunk that we're going to put in the show notes storing nine almonds in its cheek pouches, and it's remarkable. Those things just blow right up. That's amazing. It is. I like to put food in my face pocket. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hey, it's disclaimer time. The Varmints podcast knows that it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence. But then we really only have the yardstick of ourselves to go by and it's fun to do. So we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like... uh... 
your opinion, man. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I gave chipmunks somewhere in the 5 to 6 range because you can actually tame them and you can keep them as pets if you want to. I don't recommend it, but you, you can totally tame a chipmunk. Yeah, you can you can, you can can have them as pets. They're trainable. Yeah, I'd yep. say 5 or 6. They're smart little critters. There's a really funny article I found online. It was written in 1966 by a guy called Barry Havens. And the name of the article, I think he wrote it for Reader's Digest. It was, Tame a Chipmunk and Have a Ball. And I just want to read a little paragraph from this. <sighs> nice. It should be obvious that there are three stages to the successful training of a chipmunk. One, you tame him. Two, you train him. And three, he trains you. <laughs> for once your pets become really tame, they seem to lose more most of their normal fears and they make you their slave. Thus, you'll find you dare not venture where they are without having peanuts with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, we are going to talk about chipmunks in pop culture and a couple other places, but we're going to do that right after this commercial. Ladies, we all know the best part of the day is when you finally get home and get rid of the one thing you've been dreaming of ditching for hours, your bra. If you're like me, sometimes you don't even make it to the front door. Hi, I'm Erin Whitehead, host of the Braless Podcast, where once a week I kick back, relax, and have fun conversations with different guests about all kinds of topics. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me on the Brawless Podcast, unhooked and unleashed. And now for something completely different. Hey, you know, we're just a couple of nerds like you, me and Donna, and we don't see animals up close and in person very often. And we also don't care how fast you're listening to this podcast or what you're wearing or not wearing. So let's talk a little bit about where we see them most of the time on movies, TV, and video games. And I thought we couldn't do an episode on chipmunks without talking about Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks is an American animated music group created by Ross Bagdasarian Sr. for a novelty record back in 1958. The group consists of three singing animated anthropomorphic chipmunks. Alvin, the mischievous troublemaker who quickly became the star of the group, Simon, the tall, bespectacled intellectual member, and Theodore, the chubby, impressionable one. The trio is managed by their human adoptive father, Dave, or David Seville. David Seville was Bagdasarian's stage name because he was a musician. So this is the very, very first single from 1958 called Witch Doctor. It was just credited to David Seville with no mention of any chipmunks whatsoever, but here's kind of where it all got started. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor, he told me what to do. He said that... Bagdasarian named the chipmunks themselves after the executives of their original record label. Uh, That became a success, and then the chipmunks were given life in animated cartoon productions, comic books, toys, video games, films, everywhere. 
the premise was really simple. The Chipmunks were a singing group, Dave was their manager, Alvin was the troublemaker, and Dave would lose his patience and yell at Alvin at least once in every episode. Uh, Alvin. Alvin. And yeah, that was the basic premise of Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I, that was fine when I was a kid, but even as a kid, I was like, why don't you just fire Alvin? He's nothing but trouble. Get, get another singing chipmunk that's more cooperative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? There's probably a chipmunk with better pipes out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, how they made the chipmunk voice was actually pretty simple, but Bagdazarian, he was the first one that kind of came up with it. At first, the only singer was Bagdazarian, or Dave Seville. And what he would do is, he would sing at half speed, and he would record himself at half speed. So that way, when the recording was played back at normal speed, the voices were automatically raised in pitch and they were sped up. That created that chipmunk effect, and he kind of discovered that. Yeah. I think your pop culture is far more delightful than Alvin and the Chipmunks, personally. Well, Alvin was all right. We liked was okay. Alvin when we were kids. He, he just was... never listened. No, he didn't. He Alvin! Alvin, Simon, <laughs> We used to do that. <laughs> well, any kid is going to like the high squeaky, you know, voice characters. But, uh, right. yeah, the... The people that did, did it first were Chip and Dale, which were Disney. So Chip and Dale are two chickmunk cartoon characters created at Walt Disney Productions in 1943. They are, their names are a pun based on the Chip and Dale furniture from the 18th century. Oh, I had no idea. I did not know that. Yeah. Furniture wow. designer's name was Thomas Chippendale, and they, they, they based it on that. Uh, but I don't. It does. The article doesn't say why. So, <laughs> sounds like a long day at the office sort of thing. <laughs> well, they probably thought Chip for Chipmunk, and then they thought, well, what should we call the other one? And they and Chippendale. Yeah. So yeah, there it goes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Bill Tex Henson is the story artist at the studio that suggested it. That's all I know. But uh, um, yeah. So of the Fair two, enough. Chip. Is the one that's supposed is supposed to be more focused and and safe and like he's the planner, and Dale is the goofy, impulsive one who gets them into all the trouble. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the cartoons that they are antagonists against are mostly Pluto and Mickey, uh, but most often against Donald Duck. So, right. Um, and then later they were given their own series. But uh, I think there were only three cartoons that came out of that. So anyway, yeah, there's a there's a ton of them. There's 23 episodes of various cartoons with Chip and Dale in them, and they're really really cute. Yeah. The classic voices of Chip and Dale were mostly provided by Helen Silbert, Desi Flynn, and James McDonald. So the earliest voices were provided by female office staff without credit, of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, that stinks. Their speech was created by speeding up the sound clips of normal speech. So basically they did the they did the opposite of what Dave did with the chipmunks later. They started out normal and just speeded it up. They're doing what some of you are doing right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> and just for the record, I disagree with Paul. I think you should listen to Varmints at normal speed because Paul works really hard on this pod- podcast. Podcast? It's a podcast. <laughs> Paul works really hard on this podcast to make it sound the way it does. So slow the heck down. People. Well, that's sweet of you to say. Thank you. That's my opinion, man. Anyway, <laughs> Chip and Dale, let's uh, listen to them sing. My sister and I used to play Chippendale. We would make our voices all squeaky like I did at the beginning of the episode. And like, <laughs> oh, that's played Chippendale. <laughs> and we would run around the yard and throw things at each other and, you know, pretend climb trees and stuff like that. So That is great. And we used to know the words to that song and we would sing it at the dinner table and crack my parents up. <laughs> so, could In the cartoons, could you visually tell Chippendale apart? Because I never could. They put some physical differences in later. In the okay. early cartoons, they look the same, and then later they sort of changed the the physical characteristics. One made one of them slightly skinnier and stuff, and then they had different color noses. So cool. Yeah, but when they were doing like Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, I think they put them in Magnum PI and Indiana Jones outfits. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, so that's really hilarious. So, awesome. um, we wanted to also just mention a, a side note with um, for our pop culture today. There is a show that I wasn't able to watch all of, but I think you should check it out. There is a show called Tiny Giants that was narrated by Stephen Fry and produced by BBC Earth in 2014. And you can't see it anywhere online, but you can buy the DVD from Amazon, and it's not very expensive, so you should go get it for your kids. Uh, the, it's a part of their series that they did for uh, children's wildlife documentaries, and they follow in this one a young chipmunk on his adventure to sort of live in the world. And there's a scene in there where he gets in a he gets in a chipmunk fight with a other with another chipmunk. A large, other, older male chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, and it's serious business. They're fighting. You know, these are wild animals. But they've slowed down the camera so that the fighting, you can see what they're doing. And they're doing all sorts of crazy kung fu out there and stuff. Like flipping around in the air and kicking each other in the face. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> it's 
really cool. Wow. <laughs> so I only got to see little pieces of it in clips, um, but uh, I may go buy the DVD myself. So just as a special mention, Tiny Giants, and of course it's Stephen Fry narrating. So I mean, cool. How can you how can you go wrong? Uh, but there you go. Hey Donna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is your brain a repository of useless information like mine is? Hmm. Oh, clearly not. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's attempt to help everybody win that next trivia night or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the animal fact of the week. Is this your homework, Larry? Look, man. Do, it- please. So this week, I am going to talk just for a second about the Palmer's chipmunk. Now, it is the only endangered species of, species of chipmunk. Uh, the rest of them are doing fine. The rest of the chipmunks, there's a lot of them. They make a lot of babies, and because they're basically like the chicken nugget of the animal kingdom, everything <laughs> eats them. The Palmer's chipmunk, though, it only lives in the Spring Mountains in southern Nevada. Tiny, tiny, tiny little part of Nevada. The Palmer's chipmunk is actually quite abundant for their little area, but because that area is so small, relatively speaking, they're listed as endangered. And the reason why is because, partially because of encroachment from campgrounds, woodcutting, and Las Vegas just kind of closing in on everything, uh, you know, cutting down the trees and all that sort of thing. It's making their habitat smaller and smaller and smaller, but what's really doing a lot of damage to the Palmer's chipmunk are feral dogs and cats. They're eating them and, uh, that's really not helping their population. So I don't get on soapboxes very often, and that's not what we normally do on this podcast, but I I just want to say support your local animal shelter. Adopt a dog or cat rather than buy one from a pet store or from a breeder. Uh, If you have a dog or cat and you cannot keep it, bring it to a shelter where it will find a good home. Don't set it free into the wild where it will have to fend for itself by eating the local native wildlife, which is what's going on in Nevada right now. And uh, that's it. That's all. Get off my soapbox now. Get a puppy. Get a little puppy like I did from the shelter. He, she is awesome. Her name is Nisha, and she's wonderful. And if and just to add, with, I'll just step up in the soapbox for a second. If oh, you, here you go. If you are worried about giving up your animal, there are many, 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 many no-kill shelters. Just do an internet search, and you will find one. Yep. Absolutely. So Yeah, a lot of those places have resources that can possibly help you keep your pet too, depending right. on what the issue is. So yep. yeah. Anyway, yeah, stepping off soapbox. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Don't want to meet in the wildlife. No. You know, keep your cats indoors, guys. Because <laughs> they eat songbirds. So there you go. I talked about their burrows a little bit earlier, so I was gonna do that. So I guess I'll just I'll just throw in a few little little fun facts. So baby chipmunks are the size of a bumblebee when they're born. What? Yes. They're that small? Yes. No way, dude. They're born, wow. um, like all rodents, they're born naked and blind. So they're pretty ugly, you know, pretty uggo for a while. But they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they, they queued up pretty fast, though. And, um, they are, yeah, they're itty bitty. They're size of a bumblebee. But that makes sense because their mamas are only like four inches of, in a body, you know? Their bodies yeah. are only like three or four inches long. So they're not going to have. Not gonna have big babies. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Uh, one chipmunk can gather up to 165 acorns a day. That's a lot. Wow. Fun little right. little facts. And oh, they are a keystone species. It's a good yeah. thing there's a lot of them. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. 
They play a crucial role in seed disbursement, which, as we mentioned on our Weird Rodents episode, means pooping everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Seed dispersal, I guess. I don't know if disbursement's actually a word. (laughs) It is now. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, chickmunks. They're cute, they're interesting, and they fight like... Uh, Shaolin monks. So <laughs> you should you should appreciate them. <laughs> that is awesome. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Varmints podcast. This podcast, as always, is brought to you with technical support by Matthew Chomo and music by Kevin McLeod. Thank you guys, and by you, the person that supports us on Patreon by giving us a dollar or more a month. Thank you so much for helping us pay for the bandwidth to bring this podcast to you. We really, really, really do appreciate it. On the Rugrat Corner this week, Duke and Lenny, and they have something to say about chipmunks. Hi, my name is Dukey. Duke? Okay, what's your name? Hi, my name's Lenny. Lenny. Okay. Now, what do you know about chipmunks? Chipmunks are Simon, Fido, and like Okay, so you want to call them goldfish, not not um, chipmunks. No. Okay, do chipmunks have big cheeks? Yeah. Like this? (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think they keep nuts in there or something like squirrels? Yeah. Well, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to get a pet chipmunk? Oh yeah. yeah. Do you think you could teach him tricks? Yeah. Like what? Um. Hello. This is Dookie. <laughs> so my name's Duke. Okay. Chipmunk. Okay. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, my name is Lee, but I want to get a pet chipmunk, but. Love you. Bye. Okay, say bye. Bye. <laughs> I love you too. Love you, Lenny and Dookie. Uh, they want to rename Chipmunks Goldfish. Where that's fine. That's fine. I, you know, I can see like... maybe a couple of problems with that, but we can we can rename Chipmunks Goldfish. I think we. Can... I don't care. They're a toddler, so you now have to call them Goldfish. <laughs> goldfish or Chipmunks. You can't call them Chipmunks anymore. They're either Chipmunks because my sister and I were toddlers when we called them that, and and then there's Goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you to them. Thank you to their mom, Stacy. They are from North Carolina, and I love their little accents, too. That was great. Oh, my gosh. You're so cute. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, again for listening. And until next time. Bull mouths turn on You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. Don't ever mess with the chipmunk's nuts. Do not, because he will kick you in the face with his tiny little feet. <laughs>